1: even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Inside Access with Jason LaConfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 105.7 The Fan. I really
3: don't. You know, I expected J.K. to practice, and it just it wasn't in the cards apparently, so we'll just get ready for training camp.
4: That was John Harbaugh, who met with the media following today's practice. practice was earlier today because it's getaway day. This is the well, – It seems de- like most guys got away yesterday, it, but full disclosure. Yeah, vacation time is here for NFL guy, NFL players, execs. Beat guys. I mean, this is kind of the calm before the storm, as you know, Jason. But oh, J.K. Yeah. Dobbins.
2: The Go Go's.
4: Yes. Everybody. J- yeah, the Go Go's as well. J.K. Dobbins, he did not participate in any OTAs, did show up to the facility mini camp. And Jeff Rebecca covers the Ravens for the athletic. We love Jeff. Jeff's coming on the show tomorrow. And Jeff reported yesterday that he heard through some team sources that J.K. Dobbins was dealing with a soft tissue injury. Mm-hmm. Harb seemed a little agitated. It might have been
2: really soft yeah, tissue. He... I'm gonna I'm gonna read between the lines on what Harb said there, Bone. The J.K. Dobbins card was in Harbaugh's deck. He was ready to play it. It wasn't a joker. It was a playable card. He expected to play it these last three games. Maybe not play it all that much. Maybe not play the hell out of it, but to shuffle it around a little bit and see what it looked like. Now, apparently the J.K. Dobbins card was not in J.K. Dobbins deck. That card seems to have been withdrawn, therefore Harbs couldn't play it. This smells to me like a little bit of a hold-in, like a little bit of a, you guys have got me hurt when it doesn't count before playing fake football. Like, all right, we know he's not loving this contract situation from the Twitter and et cetera. Like, I think there's a little bit of a tug of war
4: here, slight. And we love to put out these polls, you know, big thing, little thing, no deal. With this, it clearly is a situation. It's a thing. It is a thing, and this is something that we're going to continue to monitor because we know that J.K. Dobbins' his feathers have been ruffled. And you can go back to last year, and we played that one quote many, many times about it. I got hurt in a preseason game. Yes. He must have said the word preseason a billion times in that quote. We're now, he's kind of looking out for number one a bit, like you were saying, he's in a contract year. We know he suffered that horrific injury during the preseason. As Harb said a
2: week ago, nobody knows the future. Like, (laughs) nobody's saying J.K. Dobbins raving for life. I have not heard that proclamation. Nobody's saying we know where we're shopping with J.K. Dobbins. It's just a matter of time before we agree on the sticker price. Like, nobody's talking in those terms, and understandably so, But if you're J.K. Dobbins and you play a position where you get one bite at the apple and you've missed a lot of time with this organization, the only one you've known, and they've sat you on the bench in key situations more than you'd like, then yeah, this is set up um, to be a thing. Small thing, probably, but a thing.
4: Two guys that have already gotten their bags but have dealt with injuries throughout their career. Odell Beckham Jr., Ronnie Stanley, they were not participating in practice today and John Harbaugh explain why
3: no no they had they had issues uh, Odell I think he got a hold of some bad fish or something yesterday and he was very sick uh, Ronnie just is uh, he got stepped on and I think he wanted to, it was Ronnie's choice you know just to play it safe a little bit and I, I was fine with that
2: June
4: football Jason Bad fish,
2: bad fish will <laughs> bad do you in.
3: Was it Aloysius
2: who used to say that he thought Lamar was sick all the time because he ate too many tacos or something like that? I'm pretty sure Did that. He? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the thing back then that people were saying, like, like that's an interesting like, proclamation. Yeah, that like Lamar would eat like too much Mexican food. Oh, and on like Taco and that's why he would be sick all the time. <laughs> yeah, he would be. Yeah. Well, hey, wherever you are, Odell. We hope we we feel your pain. We hope you that bad fish passes through your system soon, certainly in time for training
3: camp.
4: Someone that is dealing with an injury is Pat Ricard, and his status for training camp not looking good.
3: Uh, uh, Ricard won't be ready to start; he'll be on PUP to start, uh, but he should be ready shortly thereafter. He he had hip surgery, so there's a certain timeline to that one. <laughs> hip surgeries—throwing <I laughs> that out there in the just middle of dropping June, dropping that bomb. <laughs>
4: yeah. uh, I mean. Woo. That's a serious thing. And we know that Pat Ricard is a big, big dude.
2: You're talking about a 300 pound, just Swiss Army knife. I I mean, mean the good thing is he's already played like five different positions. So, however, Munkin foresees his role, I don't think it's going to be an issue for Ricard because he's been asked to do so much already. I do think, though, him not being him not really being able to do anything for all of training camp and maybe not being there for the start of the regular season and us already thinking there has to be a de-emphasis of the fullback because most teams use a fullback 11.5% of the time. And last year, there were a lot of games where Giro was using the fullback 75% of the time. Like, there was going to be a give and take there. I just wonder, if we go out, we get through the summer, Munkin looks and Munkin's Munkin's seen some, some big time tight ends at Georgia. He knows dudes who can move other human beings around from that position. And I think he's going to look at this group and I think he's going to be like, we don't have a blocking tight end. And I think that's going to be, yeah, I think that's going to be Pat Ricard. He's going to be Nick Boyle. It's not going to be Kohler. It's definitely not going to be likely. They already know what they have in Andrews and where he best um, helps this offense win downfield. Like, I think that I I think Pat Ricard will still be fairly useful, but I think he'll be at times a jumbo offensive lineman. Him in that role of the sixth offensive lineman. Him in that role of the pure blocking tight end, and then a little bit of H back fullback yeah. in certain in certain position you know certain position groups, uh, certain packages. But this is just to me one more indication that 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 role is a change in big time.
4: Yeah, it's always seemed ever since Munkin came here, that he's going to be that Nick Boyle role, who Josh Oliver, he played that Nick Boyle role last year when Nick Boyle was done. I think that's what Pat Ricard is looking at. A lot has been talked about the receiver group throughout this offseason. Eric DaCosta completely revamped the room, bringing in Odell Beckham Jr., bringing in Zay Flowers, Nelson Aguilar, and John Harbaugh. Remember, at the beginning, the end of the season press conference, Eric DeCosta, oh, nothing to see here. And John Harbaugh was saying, "No, we're we're tearing this thing, we're tearing yeah. this thing down." And this that's is a exact, reboot. That's exactly what happened. And John Harbaugh was asked to reflect on
3: that. We, you know, I envisioned us doing the best we could and ignoring much of the media reports that you know receivers didn't want to come here and all that all that nonsense. You know, uh, and that's uh, and that's what you do. You know, because you, I, I feel like this is a, a great destination for any player all the time especially guys that love football. Now, if you don't like football and you don't like to practice, you don't like to lift weights, you don't like meetings, you know, it's not your thing, then you definitely don't want to come to Baltimore. But if you like football, you love football, you know, and you like to compete and you're tough and you're, you're smart and uh, you like to be a good teammate, this is definitely the place for you. And those guys saw that, you know, and um, now we got to go get good. I mean, okay, how good are we? We're as good as we play, and that's the next step.
4: Take that, Jason, all you people saying –
2: Ravens can't get receivers. Hey, take that. If we go throw 50% more money out there than anybody else will give uh, Odell Beckham, he'll come here. Doesn't even have to, doesn't even matter who the quarterback is. But what
4: Harb said in terms of the talent, it's all on paper right now. Now it's about going out and executing and quite frankly, getting guys to stay healthy. We've been talking about the the on paper, on paper, and John Harbaugh was asked that on Tuesday. Is this the most talented receiving group that you've had as coach of the Ravens? And he brought up that 2014 group with Steve Smith Sr., Torrey Smith, Jacoby Jones. This group, if they're healthy, remain healthy,
2: they're going to be a heck of a lot better than that. The question is, how many Sunday, Monday, Thursdays are they picking from this entire group and deciding who's going to be a healthy scratch, who's going to stay on the practice squad and who's going to get the most reps or are they having to switch people's roles around because the main dudes aren't available? I mean, and that's, we don't know. I mean, that's one of the the obviously overarching questions to this entire season. It looks awesome right now. How deep is it going to look week three? How deep is it going to look week 13? Keep talking offense, offense, offense. We know that over this
4: franchise's history, it's all about defense. We're going to focus on the key defensive position battles on the other side. Mike McDonald, he met with the media yesterday, outlined some of them. Also had some very interesting things to say about Kyle Hamilton's role. Does he want him to just have one role Or be that chess piece for him. We're going to hear what Mike McDonald has to say about that next. It's Inside Access on the fan. Inside
0: Access. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
2: Are you team bar soap or team body wash?
3: Oh, that's a good question. I just think the bar soap cleanses you better, yes. to be honest with you.
2: Yes.
1: Lock and Fora, Wineman, and Barbalace.
3: I've always liked body wash.
1: 1057 The Fan.
4: Orioles lead the Blue Jays bottom of the seventh inning, 3-2. to two. Anthony Santander, single to score uh, Austin Hayes in the sixth inning. Adley Rutschman tied it at two with a solo shot over the great Baltimore, Jason, and Danny Jansen. He homered twice, solos, of course. Tyler Wells, his... Uh, Stat line is finished, six and two-thirds, five hits, two earned. Again, those two solo shots, eight punch-outs. Yanir Cano came in,
2: gave up a hit, gave up a walk, but got out of the inning. He did. We'll see uh, if this ends up being more than a three-out save for Mr. Batista, depending on what happens here early in the And evening. important to note, these guys haven't pitched no. in four
4: days. No. Because the day off Monday, they weren't used Tuesday and Wednesday talking about Cano And Felix Bautista. But back to the Ravens. Talked a lot of offense this week. But defensively, there's still some question marks. And there's going to be some position battles to happen during training camp. And Mike McDonald was asked what he thinks those key position battles are
5: yeah it's uh it's tough right now where we're at um you know it's it's great to say that we're interchangeable parts and that is true and like at the beginning part of the off season we do teach everything conceptually so the guys are just learning x's but like as we get going into the fall we're going to want to start to slot those things kind of more full time so guys get used to playing you know next to guys that they're going to be in there in the game so you know where we're at right now jeff i'm not we'll see i mean there's some things that are you know definitely up for competition. You know, out there, I think you you know the usual suspects out there, and we're just trying to really just kind of let them cook in there and, and get used to and playing with one another.
4: Mike McDonald's second year as defensive coordinator of the Ravens, we know how rough a start it was for him and his unit at the beginning of the year, but really settled in. Ended up finishing in the top ten, and when Roquan Smith was acquired, that nine-week stretch, they were the second-best defense in football. That being said. There's some big-time competitions. The biggest one for me is a corner, Jason, where you got Marlon Humphrey, you brought in Rocky Sin,
2: and then a lot of question marks. Well, I think the the secondary as a whole, there, there's because there's some shapeshifters like Kyle Hamilton, you could approach it a bunch of different ways. But, I mean, you've got Marlon Humphrey locked in, and you got Marcus Williams locked in, and I think everything else is up for debate. You know, does if Hamilton is playing more nickel than anything else, you know, then is it, is it Geno at strong safety or is it Brandon Stevens? Is, does Brandon Stevens end up looking like somebody who's best in the nickel? Who's the third corner? You know what I mean? Like, is it Jalen Armour Davis? Like, what does the pecking order look like just that corner? As it stands
4: right now, one of those second year corners, talking about Pepe Williams or Jalen Armour Davis are going to have to get playtime. Vic Taffer, who covers the Raiders. um, The Raiders, apparently there's a lot of interest in Marcus Peters, so he could be gone. That door could be closed there. But you mentioned Kyle Hamilton, and we've talked a lot this offseason. What's his role going to be? Is he going to be that deep safety more often than not with Chuck Clark on, or maybe he is going to still play a lot of nickel? Mike McDonald was asked if he is going to play more of that traditional safety role. Well,
5: that, that's that's a strength of Kyle's game. Is he's is he is he so versatile? But you know, there is at some point there is a trade-off. You know, if you if, if he's never in the same spot for long enough, this, the question is is does he get good enough at those things? So that's something we need to figure out before we get kicked off.
4: It's an interesting point. I mean, the guy. He was playing a lot of deep safety early and he struggled with that and missed coverages and then they scaled back his play time significantly and he really honed in on that nickel spot. Is there something to that, Jason, yo-yoing him around and not him having a home?
2: Well, I think his home's – I think more often than not, he's going to be doing what he was doing the second half of last year when they were a quality defense and he was excelling around the line of scrimmage. I mean, I don't know that there's going to be – a situation where he plays 85% of one spot and 10 of another and five of another. I don't think it's going to be like that defined. But is he going to be 65%, 70%? Basically being that hybrid linebacker, big nickel? I think so because people are going to be in spreading them out quite a bit. We're, we're looking at the secondary saying there might not be a whole lot of there there. These teams are going to want to find out. So first downs are throwing down. Second downs are throwing down. Third might be a throwing down. So I think their base is going to be nickel. I think he's going to be the big nickel in that base. And I think whether that turns out to be 65% of his overall snaps or whatever, then I think there'll be times where based on down distance, whatever he is, you know, playing half the field with, with Marcus Williams, 25, 30 yards back. I don't think it's going to be an overabundance of time, but they'll do some of that they'll they'll use him as a designated pass rusher like no one's saying that that's not going to be the case harms isn't trying to define his role the d coordinator's not trying to define his role and Kyle hamilton a lot of young players will will be like yeah i i have to be who they drafted me to be or i want to be a dude who is a deep safety and and is dominating the the back third of the field he's not saying that so i think they're telling you we found some stuff last year that works Maybe it's not gonna be exclusive um to him, but that's going to be a lot of it. It'll be a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of that. Because the reality to me for this defense as we went through this exercise, Bowser's the Sam, Roquan's the Mike, Queen's the Will, Matabike's the, the three technique DN, and everything else is kind of like I mean, is I think Ajabo is gonna be sort of the 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 the, the edge pass rusher. More often than not, but it could be O.A., you know? And it could be Justin Houston or whoever is behind door number two. Like, so we'll see where that goes. Like, nose tackle? I don't know. I think it might have to be Jones because I'm not buying Pierce as being a guy who's going to be giving you more than, I don't know, 20 reps a week, a weekend or whatever, just because of durability. And we addressed the back end. So there's – There'll be some interesting things that that play themselves out especially on the defensive side of the ball in terms of a depth chart point of view throughout August. We're gonna get back
4: into Orioles' baseball later on in the hour they currently lead the Blue Jays three to two top eight Yanir Cano is in there is one out but coming up next it is TMI it's a day game I mean maybe look going to a day game with your family maybe that's a big time to do item for you in the summer. what What is a must-do thing for you in the summer? Is it going to Ocean City? Is it going to a certain outdoor restaurant, hiking, amusement parks? What is your must-do summer activity? 410-583-1057. Your must-do summer activity. We want to hear from you next. 410-583-1057. It's Inside Access on the fan.
2: Inside.
3: you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: It's one thing falling in love with a house and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a realtor can make all the difference because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
2: Hot takes from the guy behind the glass.
1: I'm in a glass case of emotion. TMI with TIM. TMI. TMI, my friends. Presented by 58 Foundations and Waterproofing. You can never have too much information on your home. Since 1958, they're your foundation and waterproofing experts. Inside Access 1057
2: The Fan.
1: It is
4: mountain time, not Hagante time. That's just it's not as good as a name right there. It is mountain time. Felix Bautista on the mound right now. One, two to Matt Chapman. Top eight, two outs. Orioles looking to close it out three to two. Rubber match split the
2: first two games. We're in the eighth, though. Just yeah, I don't know if it just makes everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. He want to get out of the
4: eighth and then close it out. 100,
2: well, you know. yeah. Orioles yes.
4: looking to close yes. this game. But summertime, it's a day game. And we game. go to the ninth. Felix that gets the strikeout. Summertime, day game. And it's thinking of like must-dos during the summer. Maybe it's going to a day game with the family. Maybe it's going to an amusement park. Going to Ocean City, Myrtle Beach, Dewey Beach wherever you want to go. It's something that you have to do during the summer. 410-583-1057. Something for me, it's got to be going to Cambridge, Eastern Shore. Uh special place in my heart. My grandfather, he yeah. built a house down there. I have a tattoo. Never thought I would get a tattoo. It's of the coordinates of the area or of the exact spot, I should say, of the house. It's always fun. Like How long go- have you had the tattoo? 2019, It was prior to the pandemic, for sure. Um, got on my forearm where my grandfather got it. My grandfather is still alive. Were you thinking
2: about it for a while, or you just knew, like, that's the tattoo I wanted? No,
4: this wasn't just me. I mean, that's kind of the coolest part of the tattoo. We have a big family chat. We're all close on my mom's side of the family, and it's like 20 of us, I think. It's crazy. Um, someone put it in there as a joke, like, hey, it'd be cool if we got, like, the coordinates of Cambridge tattooed. Yeah. And... We ended up doing it. Not the entire family. Some people didn't want to step up to the plate. They'll remain nameless. I don't care. But my grandfather, he was, I guess, 77 at the time. First tattoo. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> on, on his Pretty forearm. Cool. So that's why I got it there. But uh, we can always go down there Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day. You know, he's got a boat, a little jet ski. We're playing on the water. I bring Zoe the pup. She loves. I mean, it. It is the middle of nowhere where he's at. I mean, you're in the sticks. Yeah. And Zoe's running all around. She loves the water, so Cambridge for me. I mean, that's a must have
2: You never thought you'd maybe then on your back you'd get like a full back Tram landscape stamp? of like his of the house or like the acreage around the house or like transtamp position? The back. No, I'm thinking more of like a full like thing that covers your entire back that has like the whole no. Barbell's family compound no. on it or whatever.
4: I, I'm not that crazy.
2: I I will say after getting one I wouldn't rule
4: out getting another. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. I mean, I kind of have an idea, but I, I don't know. Down the road. I'm not pressed right now. I think now.
2: you should get, Stones, get one with Stone. Stone's face on your back. How about
4: how about like Stone's mustache? Like, <laughs> yes. can't you do that? On well, like, your back. I, I
5: think
2: it'd be great. Like angel wings.
5: Graham stamp it.
2: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It could be like well, the wings I, I, above. You could. I would, I would just say go back. But if you want to go lower back region, that's up to you.
4: Hey, why not? When in Rome. Yeah. Jason, your must-do? I the mean, summer?
2: nothing super sexy. Um, we usually go to the Outer Banks. We've been doing that for probably about at least 10 years, I wow, guess, really? because my wife has a lot of family in Georgia, so it's not quite halfway. I mean, it's like 10 hours for them, and it can be as quick as five and a half for us or six. But um, And then usually if the tides are in town, we, go, we leave a day early, we go to the North Norfolk Tides game, wake up early the next day so you can get into duck by like 8 a.m. And you're eating duck donuts, watching all the cars congeal on the on the highway there. Even if you can't check in until like noon, you, there's plenty of stuff to do. I haven't um, been to
4: Outer Banks in forever. I think yeah. I was young, young, like seven or eight. I remember going with my parents, but I would love to make it back yeah, So then. we do
2: that. We usually try to get to a, a, a Shorebirds game and do a little weekend in Ocean City. Uh And then yeah, when we get to the place wherever we're staying, on occasion I will take off my shoes, grab a beer, start chug the beer, and jump right into the pool with like (laughs) my shirt and shorts on or whatever. Every time? Not every time, but a a fair amount. You don't want to force it. No, but it usually it's doesn't usually it's right. It's like not a stretch. Okay. If the if the Ride has been totally egregious. It might just be like, I just want to mainline a beer and calm down for a second. But usually it's like, I'll just jump in the pool and all the kids jump in and then whatever.
4: It's a good routine. Stony (laughs) you got a must do? You got to go down the ocean, I feel like, at least once. And then there's this place down there on the boardwalk that sells deep fried Reese's. Every time I'm down there, I have to get it because they're that good.
2: Huh. Okay. You've never had deep fried Reese's? I'm not into frying candy bars. It's not Reese's. Do you say Reese's? It's Reese's, Reese's. I know. Reese, yeah. I would say, I think I say Reese's. No, probably. That's wrong.
4: When people say Reese's pieces, it, it makes me just want to jump It's through Reese's that pieces,
2: but I think I would say like a Reese's butter, butter cup or whatever, peanut butter cup.
4: And you got to go to the suburb of Baltimore, Hershey, to Hershey Park. You got to go to the suburb. Dude, I haven't been to. An amusement park in a minute. I, maybe since the pandemic, that's that's a goal of mine this summer. Now, whether yeah, it's Hershey it. or Six Flags, or, yeah, we were talking about this. I, I, I I'm it. all for it, man. I'm Let's all do for a roller cut lap. Yes, the Bone and Balone hey. at Hershey Park. And Dante, Dante Singleton, Dante. <laughs> who's who's been sitting in this week, Dante. Yes, what's sir. your what's your must do in the summer? Mine's simple, man. Mine's not location based. When it comes to getting warm, I am all about the crabs, not the itchy kind. Yeah, yeah no, no. Not, <laughs> not.
1: But I mean, my birthday's May fifteenth, a little before summer. But oh, as okay. soon as as soon as it comes, I can't remember the last time I didn't get crabs on my birthday. Oh wow! And throughout the summer, I mean, I always try to get it
4: at least two, three times. So that's got to yeah, be a statement. I'll crush them yes. for for anyone here. Yeah, we. Uh, my grandfather, he's got a crabbing boat, so we do oh, go, go. go crabbing on a ca- – Couple-
2: Do you catch any decent-sized ones? Like it, It's back? Like it's-
4: okay, so it depends. I don't think they've really been running this year. There was two years ago. I mean, we caught over a
2: bushel. But I mean, like they, were, they had some heft to them. They oh, had yeah. some size to them. Oh, yeah.
4: Well, first off, they have to be a – Right, to keep them. I know yes. they have to be. But, but no, no, they had some size. And if you if you got the dirty belly, a yeah. little brown belly, that's when you know they're you know, they're a big boys. If you want to. So. Yeah. So no, that it depends. I know they aren't really running this year, unfortunately. Yeah. But must do things. 410-583-1057. Text them in. Maybe we'll get them in as the text of the day. Coming up next, we're gonna update you on this Orioles. Blue Jays rubber match. Can the O's hold on? Who has been performing well? Who has struggled? We'll update you all on the other side. It's inside access on the fan.
1: Inside access. Wyman, The Ginger Gorilla. Lockin' Fora. JLC.
4: It's built in.
1: And Barbalace.
4: T-Bone
3: and his nonsensical amusement Ooh. park.
1: Inside Access. 1057 The Fan.
4: Ben Wyman, he is out all week long partying with Mickey Mouse in Florida. Trying to avoid pirates. Kenny and my closer up right now trying to get a four-out save. Let's go. And that is Felix Bautista. Austin Hayes added an insurance run 439-foot solo bomb with two outs In the bottom of the eighth inning and Felix Bautista one strike away from a third strikeout. But Orioles lead right now four to two. Uh, Just some storylines from earlier in the game, Jason. Tyler Wells, six and two thirds, two earned runs, eight strikeouts, all very good. But Danny Jansen, two home runs in this game. And for how good Wells has been... In terms of whip and ERA and across the board, home runs have just plagued him all year long.
2: Yeah, he came in allowing uh, 14, which was right up there with major league leaders. And Kikuchi, who started for the Blue Jays, was tied with Jordan Liles with 18. Um, Yeah, that's been his bugaboo. His hard hit rate is is not what you would like. A lot of his other peripherals are great, but he's only in the 30th percentile in terms of missing barrels. Uh, And... He he gets hard hit hard quite a bit. Um but we love his makeup, we love how he battles, we love his pitch mix. He is a pitcher, not a thrower. Um he did get 14 swing and miss, which is a pretty good number for him. He almost did give you seven a night after Bradish gave you seven, and that's absolutely massive, even with some of these days off built in. The bullpen, you know, we'll take that. Whenever it can get it. This is a lineup that can be very tricky to navigate. And and look, do I do I think Wells could have given him the seven? Uh I I do. It ends up being six and two thirds, five hits, two earned. Again, the solo shots to Jansen, one of which was a bomb. Just one walk, eight strikeouts. Um Tyler Wells is the ace of this staff. And We'll see what they do between now and the deadline. We'll see what John Means looks like in August or whenever he comes back. But uh, starting pitching the last two days um, has has been pretty impeccable.
4: Picking nits here. Yaneer Cano ended up throwing a shutout inning, but he's kind of been playing with fire a little bit lately. Came in. For that final out in the seventh inning, he allowed a single before he walked Cavan Biggio, and then he got Springer to line out. All in all, gave up
2: three hits, one walk, no earned runs, but He's been looking more human. Absolutely. He's not missing nearly as many bats, and he's starting to get a little more line drives and hard-hit balls, where before, when they did put it into play, they were knocking it right into the ground. Um, still good for that double play when you need it, but yes, he has been a little more human. You know, Danny Colomb, another part of the A-team, wasn't super sharp last night to be expected. He had missed time with some illness and the bereavement list. I think he's going to... To be just fine. Um, and I think the bullpen will continue to be just fine. Dylan Tate, pretty good in Norfolk, uh this afternoon. Uh, Higante, the mountain. Batista has just closed this out. A four out save. The Orioles take two of three from the Blue Jays. Five and one homestand. And they continue to push towards 20 games over 500 for the season. Yeah, five and one homestand. And now they head to Chicago for a
4: three-game series before two games in Tampa and then returning back to Baltimore after that. But other uh, key players in this game, Adley Rutschman, three-hit day. He ended up hitting a home run. We're going to talk more about the lack of uh, runs driven in, but a very productive day for Adley. Yeah,
2: he had um, a great at-bat going opposite field, doing his thing, kind of like the at-bat he had that started a near sort of rally last night. Um, Also had the long ball. Again, 22 career home runs. Just 28 RBIs off of those 22 home runs. 16 solo shots, including today's. Six two-run shots. That's the whole total. Going back to last September, his last 11 home runs. Nine solo, just two, two run shots. Again, today was solo. His career plate appearances, all but five. Have been in the two hole, and a couple of those have been pinch hitting situations. And once they dropped into the nine hole when he was really struggling late last May, I, I just wonder. This is a guy who came into today's game without an RBI in the month of June. I just wonder if dropping him a little lower at some point in time might make a little sense. Um, but yeah, every look, every hit today was huge, it was another game where the uh. The Orioles, by and large, expanded their zone a little bit. There was a ton of swing and miss against Barrios last night. Kikuchi, who had struggled in Camden Yard, struggled against the Orioles in general, and struggled mightily against right-handed hitters this year, got seven strikeouts and 19 swing and miss in a little over five innings. I didn't see that coming, Bone.
4: No, I did not see it as well. Gunnar Henderson was uh, the run that... He drove in the one run. Excuse me. The Kikuchi gave up, and that was Gunner's only second RBI against the left-handed pitcher. Anthony Santander had a couple of hits. Jorge Mateo also had a couple of hits as well. Mentioning Gunner Henderson joining us next. Ryan Horvat, Odyssey uh, Sports Betting Insider. Gunner. Is it now the time to really buy back in on Gunnar Anderson? way too much longer. American League Rookie of the Year. Is there a lot of value there? Ryan Horvat is going to tell us next. We're going to also, later on the 4 o'clock hour, get more into this Orioles win, 4-2. to They are 43-25, and they finished off a 5-1 and homestand. It's Inside Access on 105.7 The Fan